Hello everyone and welcome to the Manic Monday edition of The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras, in the state better known as California. But, as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, no, my name is Mike Piworski. I do the show with you. I am the co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most. And we are here to do some two a views of conservative news on the rundown and and craig as i look at my video here it appears as though i've, I've got an ar growing out of my ear i don't know if you, you do have an eyes. ar growing out of your ear which is i don't know i don't necessarily know that i would take that as a bad thing well I, listen it's it could be deafening at times though that's what i'm worried about so well who knows happens. that might wind up getting us banished from uh youtube oh wait we've already been banished from youtube that's right for those of you who have not noticed uh, or do not know uh, our YouTube channel, the Rundown specific uh, YouTube channel, uh, has been pulled down due to uh, misinformation, or at least uh, what YouTube would declare to be misinformation. The interesting thing was, Mike, it, it happened on our 200th episode. Yeah, no, Craig, this is a temporary pull down. This is no, this is this is we're that channel gone. It gone, man. It is gone. <laughs> I, I, was, I noticed yesterday when I was doing the live stream for a client and normally I see it noticed it, it basically the, the, the service that we use told me that that what's called the API no longer existed. Uh, and then I went, wound up, checked it out. And yeah, that channel is gone down. Just it is, yeah. it has been, uh, it is no longer, we are no longer in YouTube uh, jail. Uh, we have been, uh, well, it's either, well, you can call it a life sentence or, or you can call it, we've been, uh, uh, put to death, the death penalty on YouTube. We have been the excommunicated from the church of YouTube, you know? Is, well, is, which is, is funny is because as they, as, as they may, as they probably don't know, we're running on several YouTube channels right now. Just yeah. not the rundown, the, just not the yeah. rundowns specific yeah. YouTube channel. Let me see if I could. Let me see if I could paint uh, paint for you uh, how I feel about uh, being, uh, uh, you know, terminated from YouTube. Um, I, I want you to put, uh, you know, the Queen's "We Are the Champions" song playing through your head as you visualize uh, my cousin Vinny, him at the end doing the dance around the courtroom, going, "Huh, eh, huh, eh, I won, huh, eh, huh." Eh. When, <laughs> all right, like that's how I feel right now. We are the champions. He's walking around doing his little peacock strut. That's how I feel. You know, that's how that's how worried YouTube I am about being tossed off your platform. Right. Well, once again, I just I, the one thing I do want to be careful of is is because we do have sponsors who who are sharing this. Uh, if we get another strike on their channel, then we're going to wind up going ahead and just not broadcasting on their channels because I don't I don't mind if our channel gets taken down. I don't want to have someone else's channel taken down. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But you know what? Uh, and I think our, our sponsors understand also, and we'll find another way, but oh, yeah. um, the, only, the only way is to, to get the truth out there is to get the truth out there. And every time we put it out there, um, or even, you know, uh, the, the information to allow you to make your own decision about the truth, whether it's yes or no, left or right, up or down, uh, that's what YouTube is, is, is censoring. You know, because you and I clearly say, here's, here's what the information we have, here's one side, here's right. for you to decide, you know, and, and they won't, well, and won't it, even it, allow that. It, it was funny because yeah. the thing that ultimately took us down was when we talked about election and election fraud and you had a perspective and I had a perspective and we had stuff that we agreed on. Uh, and the stuff that we agreed on, by the way, is in fact uh, factual and demonstrated and documented in the media. Yeah. 
There's nothing new, nothing different about any of about any of that. But you know, we presented two sides on 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 what is a controversial topic. And you know what? My my thing that made me mad, that makes me mad with YouTube is this: is that if you can't have two sides of you can't have both sides of the conversation where people can make up their own mind, well, then you're not interested in information. Uh, you're not interested in misinformation. What you're interested in is indoctrination, which means you just want your own misinformation right. to be out there. And and that's what we presented. We presented the, uh, you know, the, the side, uh, the, the evidence of the side, uh, you know, given to you by the, by the media and the liberals. Right. And then we also gave you the truth. So, you know, we gave you both sides. <laughs> anyway, but... That is what it is. And so, you know, here we are now. Uh, we are still out here. And uh, hopefully really, really soon we're going to have another venue where you're going to be able to watch us. So uh, we're working on that. And we will be letting you know really quick. Well, hopefully within the next week we'll be letting you know about a, another opportunity, a way in which to watch the rundown completely and utterly uncensored of the left-wing media. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so let's move on to the news because, uh, well, you know, we do. We we are on a clock, <laughs> so uh, we all know. Okay, so let's. This is. They're probably going to try and bust us for quote unquote misinformation again, or at least YouTube if they find. If, well, let's put the if they find out where we're hanging out now. Uh, well, there was an op-ed, uh, an op-ed that was in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and it was really a commentary talking about the oral arguments which which took place regarding President Biden's uh, vaccine mandate. Uh, that took uh, well that took place at SCOTUS on Friday. Now the interesting thing about this is uh, now if we take a look at what Omicron with all of the information that's come out in Omicron and when I talk about some of this inf- this information I'm not talking about anything that's that's right or it's literally everybody who's who's printing stuff in the media has recorded on this. Number one, we know that uh, we know that the vaccines uh, that that pretty much Omicron uh, just goes through the vaccine like like you know poop through a goose right we 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 know this already we know that uh that that both masks and uh well cloth masks and the omic and the uh, vaccine we know that they do not they do not stop or slow down the spread of omicron we know this and so one of the arguments that was made and the argument that is made in this particular commentary is that uh we already know that the from a 1905 decision that the government can actually uh, require people to basically get vaccines if it's deemed that it can prevent the spread of a communicable diseases. But we now know that when it comes to Omicron, which represents about 95% of the cases uh, of COVID-19 uh, in the United States, we now know that it does it is not effective in preventing the spread of Omicron. It's not even prevented it's not it doesn't even have necessarily effect on whether or not you will get sick it can't affect the severity but not the uh but not uh it can't affect the severity but not whether or not you're going to get it or whether or not you can spread it and so the argument that is made in this commentary mike is that uh well then that means that doesn't it then make the vaccine mandate obsolete because the vaccine mandate mike is all about preventing the spread of the disease and uh, it doesn't do, it doesn't do that. All the evidence out there says that it doesn't. So, do you would you agree with this commentary that it in fact makes it obsolete? Well, yeah, and, and this is you know the reason I believe the Supreme Court had to return what they said on the mandates is because how can you have a mandate that mandates you get something that's not effective, right? And you talked about the 1905 case, um, you know, when you had 
polio, right? Okay, I could force somebody to get the polio vaccine because using polio as an example, uh, because the polio vaccine stops polio, right? That's what it was. There wasn't the the alpha quadrant uh, sector, you know, uh, different variants of it. You had polio. Well, now we have everything rolling through in this, this uh, you know, corona, uh, you know, and it variates every year just like a uh, uh, just like the flu does. Uh, I didn't say it was the flu. I said it varies every year like the flu does. Uh, it has a little bit different. And so the, the, the vaccines that were out there and the boosters that were out there, when this hits the Supreme Court, they clearly say that uh, it, it's, it's not uh, any effectiveness whatsoever for the current Omicron, uh, you know, a variant of it. So. You know, you can't make it effective, Craig. It's, you know, it's, uh, listen, you know, we're, we're mandating no, you can't wear blue shirts. Can't wear blue shirts out there anymore because red shirts are bad. Mm -hmm. What? What? You just, well, and, and by the way, we're not, and we're not talking about like, because the first thing that they do is they'll fact check something like this and they'll say, well, but there have, there were breakthrough infections. Uh, there are breakthrough infections with polio. But in over 95, 90 some odd percent of the cases, if you get the polio vaccine, it prevents you from getting and spreading polio. That is Correct. just not the case any longer with, with Omicron. Whether you get, whether you get the, the, the two shots or whether you get the booster, it is just showing that, that it just, it's just not preventing it. Right. And, and let's, so let's how be clear can about you that then I, I I'm not saying right. if you want to get it, get it. But when yeah. you start now mandating it, uh, the Rick, you were clear on that. The uh, the yeah. we use polio as the example. We could have called right. it, you know, the the ABC disease. Okay, right. Um, well, the polio, uh, because over the course of the last hundred years or so, that polio has been, you know, we've been combating polio. It's changed less than one or two percent. Very little variation in in change in polio. All right. Whereas again, the coronavirus, just like a flu virus, will mutate every year, which is why you see a different flu vaccine every year, right? It's the same reason you would have to see a different coronavirus every time. Well, what they purported to be the end-all be-all for corona vaccinations and boosters, right? Ends up not being effective against uh, the third variant, what we have less than a year later, okay, with Omicron. So it shoots their their whole, we must, you know, uh, inoculate to the whole country in order to be protected. It shoots well, that theory out of the wall. And, and Mike, let's, let's be clear also, even when it came to the Delta variant, it was not, it was not, it was not uh, as effective as it was with the alpha. In other words, right. in the alpha, with the alpha, it was something like, it, it reduced the likelihood of you getting it by something like uh, 80, 90%. And then with Delta, it was actually reduced significantly, somewhere down between 60 and 70%, maybe yeah. even lower. And then with Omicron, it's you're just as likely to get it if you're vaccinated or not. From what I understand, I, you know, I could we, be wrong. Right, but the point is, right. is that it's still highly communicable. The um, yes, you see this. Um, and reading through the story and reading through the CDC's information releases, right? Right. It says right in there that in the reason that happened, Craig, is because when it when it when it first split and became Delta, uh, it became a little bit varied. But since Delta has split and now we have Omicron out right. there. There's 50 different current variations of Omicron out there. Right. 50 different current variations. Okay. So it's it's this this vaccine's just not effective. And now what they're saying, this is the really interesting part, Craig, that if you have the booster and you have the vaccine, you're more likely now to get Omicron than those that have gotten no vaccines or boosters because you've diminished your own immune system. 
Well, yes, there are there are doctors who have said that that theoretically that is the case. Um, from CDC, are, there, I'm not going with yes, theory, Craig. There I'm are doctors yes. from the CDC. I, I haven't seen that from the CDC, but I know that there are very reputable epidemiologists and virologists who have said just that. That's what I'm saying. I know that there yeah. are people out there who have said just that. Um, yeah. I I haven't. I, well, I've read it from several of them. I just haven't seen the stuff from the CDC like you're talking about. Right. Well, I see. I've seen. I'm not refuting you. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, no, not, no, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that I have seen it from reputable uh, reputable folks. The uh, and, and maybe the CDC hasn't come out and said this is our research, but what they have said is that's uh, the research that they've done is acceptable research. We're right. going with it. There you go. Well, exactly. But see, Mike, and that's the thing, and that kind of leads us to our next story, is there are a lot of things right now that we either are not sure of uh, or that we're pretty sure it, or, or that we now know uh, that are considered by folks over at YouTube and even some of the people, even Facebook and some of the other folks that are considered to be quote unquote conspiracy theories or misinformation that we know now are not conspiracy theories that we know now are not lies. And here's a great example. Uh, Joe Biden in Pennsylvania, 2 million, two, 2 million male in Pennsylvania votes, right? 2 million of them. Uh, Maine would now be unconstitutional. What happened was the, the Philadelphia, or not the Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, made a decision. Uh, they basically came down and said, yeah, the process that they used there in, in, Phil- in, in, uh, in, in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania to change how elections are done, right? In this case, making it all mail-in ballots was, in fact, illegally done it was unconstitutional the way in which it was done because the legislature or whatever is anyway it was done unconstitutionally and one of the arguments that people make when they talk about the election and they talk about election integrity was this was one example but if you bring up this example uh in a youtube video or on facebook they consider that to be uh well they consider that to be lying they consider that to be voter misinformation well guess what now we know mike uh yeah not only do we know it happened because we always knew that it happened we now know that it was in fact unconstitutional and should not have been done uh and those mail-in ballots would not have uh would not have counted or should not have counted Uh, now they're not going to overturn the election but I think this says a lot about the charges that many people have made regarding election integrity in the 2020 presidential election. You know what? I think this is all I can say, Craig. You just have to do this. You just have to go. Told you so. Well, yes. Okay. I don't disagree. There are some of the things that you, some of the claims that you have made or some of the things you've said that I disagree with. I think this is an example of something that we do do agree with and we do agree happened. Um, but I, we, I don't think these things were ever, ever refuted. You, this is, but again, this is what we told you, and this is what we got thrown off of YouTube for, Craig, right? This is right. it, um, that they knew they could do this and delay and stall the courts long enough to get it. That's where it was this. 
that's really what it came down to. The passion of people believing that this election was stolen is pure. But people sat and said, not really willing to do this again. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of patriots out there that, that understand the uh, you know the whole uh, the tree of liberty needs to be uh, watered with blood every once in a while of tyrants and patriots. Everybody gets that. But was this it? Because this came on so sudden, so fast. I think people, I think people said, wait a second. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I've had that special first time to vote yet. But this would be this is a vindication. This is what people made good reasons to not vote in the election. I believe many people in our government, including local judges right. and politicians, made those decisions also to keep that from this from this nation yeah. going to bloodshed. Right. And I think now it all starts to come out in the wash. Good decisions were made. And now right. the revelations are coming out that they're, they're, they're re- the reason the decisions were made were, were righteous. Well, and the, the thing that's even worse about this, Mike, is, you know, there are there are also there were electeds who were like, look, um, they questioned whether or not they should certify the election because these questions needed to be answered. And you right. literally had a left and a mainstream media that refused to even ask these questions to say, look, yes. these are and these, by the way, these are legitimate. Many of these are legitimate yeah. questions. Some of yeah. the things that were legitimate questions asked and answered. But this was yeah. one we're now finding out because. We're now finding, well, not we're now finding out. We always knew that, uh, yeah, no, that's not what the law says, and you're not supposed to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, here's the thing, is that if we lose faith in the peaceful transfer of power, then the, the basically what our government is starts yeah. to then fall apart. Faith at, in, all, in government at all starts to fall apart. And the problem is, is that you have people who are talking about balancing the idea of believing in a lie in order to protect the overall system of government. And I don't, I don't believe that that is an effective way to protect our democratic republic uh, at all. I think that we need to be open. We need to be transparent. We need to point these things out. And I think if you had people who are on both parties, uh, people who are involved in the process, and don't get me wrong, I think there are people on the right who are not who are more committed to winning than the integrity of the process. And there are people, but I think more what we're seeing here now is there are more people, there are a a ton of people on the left in this particular election who were more committed to winning than protecting the integrity of the process. And I think, I think it's very short sighted. And I think in the end it helps to add to and lead to the complete and utter undermining uh, of our, once again, our peaceful uh, transition of, of of power uh, that, that is so unique uh, to us here in the United States. The quick reaction to the the judges that were out there, the liberal left, the media, and everybody else to try and, uh, again, uh, you know, fortify the, the theft of this election, okay? Uh, whether mm-hmm. whether whether we believe it was stolen or not. Right. But, but to rush along the process to verify that yesterday, to provide evidence either way, to let it go peacefully or quietly, to let it go in Well, and you know, Mike, the, the thing that, that I'll, I will add to that is this, is that keep in mind, these are the same people who said 
you know, Donald Trump stole the election, that, that he colluded with the Russians and proceeded uh, throughout most of his term in office to undermine his presidency with false accusations using a faulty, uh, using a faulty dossier. Uh, and now we all know that the, the entire dossier has been discredited. The people who the people who created the dossier have been discredited. Uh, and the people who used the dossier in order to get FISA warrants and investigate not just Trump, uh, but those who worked with him and those who supported him, we now know that all of that, Mike, was all false, was all fake. We now we now we now know this as a fact, right? We now know that it was all bad. And yet and still, these people were allowed to get away with what they were able, uh, what they were able to get away with, and then turn around, and then claim, you know, well, you know, here, here was the thing, Mike. Ultimately, what it came down to was, if we had held on to the Senate, um, we would have been able to investigate this stuff. Yeah, and that, that's really what it comes down to. Because we didn't hold yep. the House, because we didn't hold the yep. Senate, because we didn't hold either, we were not able to fully and have a public investigation of what actually went down. Yep. So absolutely right. just goes to show you for those people who, uh, who, who in Georgia decided that they'd rather support a Democrat or not vote at all than have a Republican yes. in there. This is what winds up happening when you sit on your, when you sit on your butt, just right. saying, right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, well, let's talk about another, uh, conspiracy that's going on. And that has to do with the folks who are working on our Southern border to protect and defend our nation. Now, uh, there was a meeting uh, that that a number of members of the Border Patrol had with uh, with uh, uh, Mr. Mayorkas, uh, and uh, it got pretty heated, Mike. And I want to go ahead and I want to play a snippet of that discussion because people want you to believe that uh, all is good on the southern border, uh, but but morale is down. Not only is morale down, but they are literally frustrated, angry and frustrated because they believe they're being put in a, in a no-win position and aren't able to actually do their jobs. And here's, here's what they had to say right there with Mayorkas in the room. And I, I get it. You come to work, you're frustrated, you're upset because you didn't get the desired outcome that you want. Doesn't mean you give up, right? I know you're not. That's why I'm saying we don't give up. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. We all signed up for it. We all raised our hand. It's kind of hard to say that. To defend the Constitution, not the It's not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. We say the same thing, but it seems like the policies kind of different. Because you're getting bogged down in the policies of the politics. You say illegal alien. What's happening? That's why Chief Scott left. You just said it. You can't. Is anything going to happen to you? You just said it. The whole generation. Whole generation. Why are you guys getting caught up in semantics? Right? There's a mission out there to be. There's a mission out there to be. We can sit here and argue about it till we're blue in the face. Right? I've been doing this job as long as y'all. That's the problem. What's that? That's the problem, Chief. For, for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's I exactly can't hear that. For evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's exactly what's happening here. Good men are doing nothing. 
You're allowing the legal aliens you're, to drop you're, off no, You are doing something. No, sir, we're not. You are. No, you're sir. rescuing people every day. You're taking fentanyl off the streets every day. You're taking methamphetamine yes, street, the off the streets year, every day. We've got the death in the history of our country. In one year, in this country. You know, we've made more fentanyl seizures already this year than we made last year. How many have we not captured because we're focusing on expanding? And that's the all right, so Mike, and, and here, this is now, the, the guy that you heard speaking, that was Chief uh, Raul Rodriguez. He's the U.S. Border Patrol uh, chief. And, he, you know, he's making an argument. You guys are getting caught up in the policy and the semantics. But the point they're making is, look, we're not allowed to do our jobs. You know, you you won't, we can't arrest people. We arrest them. You just release them out on the streets. You don't have enough agents down here. So we're seeing more fentanyl deaths because, yeah, we've found more fentanyl. We've caught people with more fentanyl, but more is getting in than we're even allowed to be able to find. Yeah, listen, it's 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 the uh, uh, the, the the chicken and the egg, right? Which comes first here? You've got to, you've got they're they're letting more uh, or they're they're stopping more drugs uh, than ever before. Well, that's because more drugs than ever before are coming in. Um, we we have more criminals attempting to gain entry to our country because they know that there's going to be no penalties imposed on them. So therefore, we have more criminals being arrested and more drugs being seized because we know there's going to be no penalties, right? So what that's he's trying to tell them they're doing a great job for stopping these these big numbers, and they're trying to tell them these big numbers are big because of your policies, right? We know you're going to let these people go, and nothing's going to happen. Uh, you know, we can't even say the words illegal alien here because of your policies. And he said, well, you just said it. Well, guess what happened? I guarantee you the two guys in there that were kind of vocal are, are done. They're they're sitting on a desk duty right now, you know, somewhere in uh, in mid country in Kansas, guarding, you know, uh, uh, guarding the border of the, the Missouri River as it, as it flows <laughs> through St. Louis, you know, right. Well, exactly. And, you know, because once again, because they spoke out and look, this was an opportunity for them in front of their superiors to look, point out that, look, yes, yes, they are caught up in the policies because the policies are undermining everything they swore to do. Yeah, it is. The one guy made sure to, to, uh, to state on there. I don't know if you heard it earlier in the beginning. They swore an oath to the Constitution. Right. Uh, and, and that's uh, that's what most agencies do is they swear to up and hold, uphold the, uh, the Constitution and laws. Uh, and the lawful orders of those appointed over them. Well, I love the way um, the guy said, he get, said, look, where we run off the I'm sorry, where we run off the rails is the lawful order portion of it, of those appointed over them. So. Right. Well, and what I love when the officer said, look, all that's left is good men to do nothing. Because what happened was yep. the guy said, well, I've been doing this for 31 years. He said, well, that's the problem. Because for 31 years, you've allowed policy and policymakers to undermine the work that we're supposed to be doing here at the border. That's what it really came Yeah, and I, I don't know that he, you know, that, that guy Raul there specifically has done it. But if 31 years and you're the boss, um, what you've been doing for 31 years has been saying, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Right. I don't think he's been the boss for 31 years. He's probably been a border patrol agent for, for, for 31 oh, years. Yeah, and, and he's, and I know his background, he did work his way up, but he did not work his way up based on his number of arrests. And, uh, uh you know, he made in cases solved. It was because right. he, uh, he was a yes man, no man with the boss. Exactly. That thar be, that thar be how it be yep. <laughs> anyway, which, you know, which kind of rolls into the next story too, Craig, when you think about it, you've got border patrol agents here that, are afraid to do their job or are unable to do their job, right? right. Uh, uh, and this is the same, this is one of the key reasons our next story is even a story. 
Exactly, exactly. And what Mike is talking about is, and this was kind of quietly reported over the week. In fact, I didn't see it reported anywhere except for on Fox News. And that was that uh, as of Friday, now this was Friday, so fortunately it was, I didn't see the story till after we did the show. Uh, but there were six law enforcement officers were shot uh, in a violent trend. And basically within 48 hours, six law enforcement officers were shot and were shot in the line of duty uh, once again, during a 48 hour period. And there is a, a, a scary trend that is taking place that they're referring to here. And that is the fact that criminals are no longer, I mean, it used to be thought that if you attacked a law enforcement officer, you were considered an extreme danger to society because if you'll attack a cop, you'll attack anybody. Uh, but now that seems to be the thing to do. I mean, at least at least from what we're seeing right now, they are under serious attack, uh, not just by policymakers, not just by politicians and by the media, but serious physical danger. Yeah, the issue is that the law enforcement officers are, are in fear of doing their own jobs. Uh, you know, they, they had uh, what's called qualified immunity. And for the most part, in most jurisdictions, they still have qualified immunity. And folks, why don't you look this up? Harlow versus uh, Fitzgerald. Harlow versus Fitzgerald is where qualified immunity comes from. Supreme Court case in 1982, which actually came from, of all things, a Watergate case where which which uh, which assistants and which agents and everybody else were uh, had the protection of the government uh, of immunity is is where that case came from. Um, anyway, what qualified immunity says is those in law enforcement is how it's I'm sorry how it's been interpreted and brought down is those in law enforcement that are doing their duty receive qualified immunity. Why is it qualified? Because unless they're doing something that's illegal or against policy. So if they do something that's illegal or against the Constitution, is actually what it says, illegal or against the Constitution, they're covered by qualified immunity. All right? So that what does that do? That gives them the ability to make those split-second decisions out there and not have to worry about... Uh, a rogue prosecutor or an aggressive prosecutor or an agency, a, you know, a political or excuse me, a political agency uh, with a, with a political mayor, you know, and governor that throw you under the bus with qualified immunity. It says, look, at, look, I did my job uh, according to policy and it was not illegal uh, and it was not unconstitutional. Therefore I cannot be, you know, tried and prosecuted for what I did. Well, we've seen, uh, you know, how many cops getting thrown under the bus immediately, immediately, you know, and, and, and whether or not the shooting was justified or not, it's taken 24 hours for for prosecutors to go nuts on cops and they're losing their jobs and they're getting fired and they're sitting in a holding cell less than 24 hours later. And they got to go through years and years of process to figure out, uh, you know, if anything was any crime was committed or whether they did something under qualified immunity. Now, many jurisdictions have gotten rid of qualified immunity because, oh my God, how can we allow cops to murder? No, no, we don't allow cops to murder. If they did something illegal or they did something unconstitutional, they're going to be held accountable for it. And because people don't seem to understand what qualified immunity is, they want to get rid of it. They think it means absolute immunity, which it does not, which is absolutely does not equal absolute immunity. Qualified immunity, police need to do their job. Without it, um, you're going to get exactly what you get now. You're going to get more cops being killed because what right. they're doing is sitting back. They're not taking any action, not taking mm -hmm. any proactive uh, action whatsoever. And they're just sitting back and allow themselves to become targets because they're, I guarantee you, Craig, of these six, that at least one or two of them may have pulled their firearm, may have tried to defend themselves, but the thought in the back of their head was, wait, I don't want to go to trial for this. Right. So they didn't do it.
and then they ended up being killed over it. Okay. Well, and and, the, the, and you wind up you wind up with either instances of that happening, or you wind up with instances of law enforcement officers uh, hesitating to go into situations where they might have to utilize their weapon to defend themselves or someone else because they're afraid that they're going that their judgment is going to be second guessed, uh, and in in a way that is unreasonable, and that's exactly, the thing exactly. you don't want, right? But. That what seems we need to be to exactly do. the direction that things seem to be heading. Uh, and as a result, once again, uh, there is literally a war on police. And, you know, quite frankly, um, as much as people want to uh, wanted to uh, impeach President Trump over uh, statements that he made, which, by the way, in my opinion, are, were not insightful, uh, which caused uh, whatever happened on January 6th. Uh, there are a number of Demo members of the Democratic Party in both state, local, and federal office, uh, whose specific statements I believe you can look to uh, that opened the door and made it okay in men, some of these people's minds to attack law enforcement officers and are literally, in my opinion, I won't say literally, but figuratively in my minds, them declaring war on law enforcement. And, uh, and I believe uh, have made situations like this, uh, made situations like this uh, possible. Again, I will. I would beg you to look up Harlow v. Fitzgerald from a 1982 right. case, Supreme Court, originally designed for the protection of aides and assistants to right. White House staff, right, and to uh, and to boards, or excuse me, into uh, cabinet staff. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and now down applied to police officers. What we need to do, Craig, is make sure qualified immunity is applied everywhere in between as well. Yep. That means every elected official, every judge, yep. and everybody between your baseline law enforcement officer to your presidents and your and your aides instead, and instead now. instead of full immunity, they should they should be qualified. Meaning, uh, yeah, qualified no, you immunity. can't violate the Constitution uh, or uh, or break the law. Yeah. How about a, how about somebody sitting on the uh, the bench somewhere or somebody in a, a council right. somewhere that says, I know it's not a good law to pass it, but I'm passing it anyway because I feel like it's going to save children. Yep. Well, guess what? You just broke the law. You broke we, the we, law. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. Yeah, All right, Mike, that's, hey, that's, we're running up against the, the man. We got to get on to a party gang. shot. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Wait, wait. I gotta, I'm going to finish the thought. We can wait a minute. Um, it's, it's akin to the cop saying... Um, <laughs> Listen, I'm going to beat this guy a little bit extra on the way to jail because it may be illegal, but it's the right thing to do. There you go. Exactly. No disagreement here. Um, I just wanted to hit this last, this one item, and I apologize for running over, folks, but uh, this is one because this happened in my, in my state of California where uh, we still have a statewide mask mandate, in particular in Los Angeles, where they have a mask mandate at, like, at all public events Indoor, 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 all public indoor events. Well, guess what? There was a playoff game, this a football playoff game this past weekend. Uh, and a number of folks came out to the city of Los Angeles, came out to watch the Los Angeles Rams beat the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, an interesting thing was, well, uh, there was a mask mandate at the event. You were required to show proof of vaccination uh, uh, as well as you were required to wear a mask in between bites of food. Uh, when you were at this event. Well, guess what? Nobody was wearing a mask, right? This was uh, Senator Melissa Melendez shared this tweet. And I, I, I know Senator Melendez, a uh, good patriot uh, serving in the California state legislature. But here you have, now for those of you who don't recognize the guy standing next to Magic Johnson, that's Governor Gavin Mussolini or Gavin Newsom as you may know him. Uh, and on the other side, standing next to Magic, I don't know who the, the woman is, but that is Mayor Gil Garcetti, or 
uh, I believe soon to be, uh, I think Secretary Garcetti, I think he's been appointed to something there in the White House, but I don't know, maybe not. Anyway, but the point is, is that these are two individuals, two California politicians who have basically been pushing mask mandates uh, and vaccination mandates on people. And here they are at a public event flouting the very laws and the very things that they have shut down businesses for. The very same thing that they are requiring. They're, dude, they're requiring four and five-year-olds as young as two years old to wear masks at school every single day. And yet here they are at an event uh, not wearing masks. Uh, it is the height of hypocrisy. And and uh, the, the worst part about it is is that this is like the fourth or the fifth time Gavin Newsom has been caught kind of ignoring his own dictates. Um, power and money. You've got uh, you got two of them there with positional power, and you've got uh, Magic Johnson with financial power. Um, doesn't doesn't he have a little immune issue? Also, he should be worried about maybe wearing a mask. I'm just well, saying. you know, yes, he 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 does. Um, but you know, doesn't matter because he supports Democrats. So if you're Democrat and you're That's part it. of the Democrat elite. Uh, well, then you know better. You are effective. You are able to uh, navigate the COVID waters, unlike uh, unlike us conservatives or us peons uh, who are not of the Democrat elite. Exactly right. <laughs> All right, Mike, before we head out, how about a quick shout out to our sponsors? Let's say hey to Gorilla Machining, our good friends there, our good friends at uh, or excuse me, Grid Defense, and then, of course, the California Republican Assembly. Exactly, exactly. Folks, please make sure... Follow them, uh, follow the links in the description to our video, check them out, make sure you, and by the way, if you like what they stand for, if you like their products, buy them and make sure you tell them the folks here at the rundown to encourage you to do so. If you like what the California Republican Assembly stands for, become a member today, become a part of the solution because if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem, don't be a part of the problem. With that, uh, we will encourage you guys, please take a moment, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, I guess right now that would just be on Facebook, hopefully in a few other places. Uh, but please remember, like, share, and subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. With that, uh, we's going to be out, and we will see you tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs>